Welcome to the Legal Pad Podcast presented by Brashears Miller, a show designed to educate small businesses and startups on how legal services and strategy can help optimize their business. Join Brian Brashears and Sean Miller as they discuss the most pressing legal issues in today's business climate. Hello and welcome. Thanks for tuning in to the Legal Pad Podcast. This is Brian Brashears. I'm a licensed Texas attorney, and I'm the managing member for Brashears Miller out of Austin, Texas. Happy New Year. Today is January 5th. It's a new year, new beginnings. You're probably excited about the new opportunities and good fortunes ahead of you in 2020, and I appreciate you tuning in to the Legal Pad Podcast. Oh, and before we get started on today's episode, I want to give a quick congratulations to the Houston Texans and the city of Houston for their win last night in the AFC wildcard game uh, against the, uh, the Buffalo Bills and the Bills Mafia. So congratulations to the city of Houston and the Houston Texans. Y'all did it. Best of luck in the games ahead. In today's episode, we're going to talk about something that's pretty fundamental for not just businesses, but people in general. And that's going to be how to save cash to start a business. And yes, again, this is in the context of a business, but knowing how to save cash, as, because cash is pretty much essential for day-to-day, month-to-month, year-to-year living, I think these tips and tricks are general enough to be applicable to almost any person or business, regardless of their size, goal, scope, or any sort of uh, characteristic that would otherwise make them special or unique. And I think that's because ultimately finance and financial planning at its core is very simple. The simplicity of just planning, forecasting, and understanding yourself or your business is really just key fundamental business practice. So it really doesn't matter who you are, what your business is, or what you're trying to achieve. These core fundamental practices should help you get started and saving and getting that bankroll ready to start your business. Or maybe just if you don't want to start a business, just have a better, more comfortable life. Because ultimately, business help you do that. But if you don't need a business to live more comfortably and you're just cool with how things are, that's really cool too. So take these practices, do what you want with them, but they're here to help you put together a bankroll or a stockpile of cash or just to live more economically efficient just so you can live a better life or achieve your goals or whatever you want to do with them. Apply as many of them as you'd like use none of them. That's okay too. This podcast is free. Share it with friends if you want to. So you're already off to a good start. There are no costs associated with this podcast or this episode, but let's get started. So I put together a list of five things that I think that are pretty valuable and pretty fundamental in terms of establishing funds and putting your cash pile together. So the first thing I would say to get started is to distinguish needs from wants. And this is going to apply to both businesses and people, but understanding and distinguishing from needs and wants will help the business stay economically lean and stay economically more viable for a longer term. Not only that, you can achieve financial benchmarks quicker if you stick to like a simple financial plan of just satisfying the needs of the business without any of the distractions of the wants. For example, let's say you are a student or you are a young entrepreneur or you're a business professional, more likely than not, you or someone around you is drinking coffee, which is cool. Nothing wrong with drinking coffee on its own. However, a cup of coffee, let's say, can cost $3.50. 
which doesn't sound like a lot on its own, but the thing is, that $3.50 is going to add up. Let's go ahead and say that you're going to need a, one cup of coffee at $3.50 for each day of the working week. So it's going to be your typical Monday through Friday, and you're going to be drinking this coffee for school or business or your profession. doesn't really matter, but the thing is, is that $3.50 a cup each day for, let's make it a smooth um, 50 weeks instead of the traditional 52, because you're going to take those two weeks for vacation, obviously. So it adds up to being $875 each year just for coffee. So the thing is, yes, coffee may be essential and it may be a need for you to get things done, but at $875 per year, there's got to be more economically efficient models or options out there for you. You can buy a Keurig machine and get yourself a thermos, and then you're pretty much good to go. And the good thing about those thermoses, they're more likely than not going to be made of metal, which will allow you to use this coffee at home method for years to come. And yes, we're talking about coffee. We may be belaboring the point of coffee and the economics of coffee at home, but this is a coffee is a really common experience and a real common expense for many people, regardless of where they are in their entrepreneurial or business endeavors. So it really doesn't matter if coffee is not your thing. Take these coffee fundamentals and focus these on what you do and what you're into and what you're trying to accomplish. First, distinguish, of course, your needs and wants. You may not, again, not even want coffee. You don't even think it's needed for your business. You might be a tea person. You might drink a lot of Red Bull. There's got to be your version of coffee or something else where you're just spending way too much that could probably be made at home or resourced somewhere else to save you money to allow you to be more economically efficient. So... Number two on the list, let's go over only paying for what you use. Businesses thrive on upselling, whether it be goods or services, it really doesn't matter. And it really also doesn't matter if it's a reoccurring expense or just something you would buy one time. Understanding what your specific needs are and making sure that you stick to those needs and really focus on the scope of what you're trying to achieve, which will allow you to reach your economic goals faster. I mean, for over the past couple of years, we've seen a big trend in people stepping away from traditional cable and cable service providers and really explore options like Netflix or Sling or Hulu, etc. in lieu of those otherwise uh, bulky and clunky cable packages that would include hundreds of channels that would otherwise go unseen and unused but would still incur an expense on each person or business that had that subscription. But ultimately, the goal here is to only pay for what you use. And similar to the previous recommendation for first distinguishing your needs from your wants, this one reinforces that idea for even if it is a need and it's something that you need for your life or for your business, only purchase or buy or support economically what's actually being utilized to achieve a specific goal or purpose. And from there, we'll move on to my third recommendation for how to save money for your business. This one is going to be how to manage your costs for your business. And this is going to take place in the examples of credit cards and really business expense or any sort of financing that you don't have the funds initially. So you take a line of credit and of course, there's going to be some interest imposed on that credit that you, for the money that you didn't have at the time and how to you know, prevent being more out of pocket for the purchase than you really have to. So let's say, for example, if you have a credit card debt for, I don't know, something you wanted to buy for your life or for your business, and it costs you 
$3,000, let's say, at a 17% interest rate, and you have a minimum monthly payment of $25, it'll take you 126 months to pay off the original $3,000. But really, the expenses don't stop there because you have to take account of the interest that was imposed on the purchase. So in this example, you would have ended up paying a little over $2,200 So your grand total would have been, for the $3,000 purchase, you know, a little over $5,200. So that's quite a considerable amount to take in consideration. So whenever you're dealing with interest involved with your purchases, pay those things off as quick as you can to avoid any other interest or fees that's going to be imposed on that because they just seem unnecessary and really detrimental to your economic goals of, you know, saving money for your life or for your business. So that really takes us on to my fourth recommendation create and follow a business plan or a budget. So money in is accounted for and money out is accounted for. This reinforces the previous recommendation of managing your interest costs. Also having a good forecastable future of what expenses are to come, what income's coming in, and how these funds are going to be received and when and their allocation once they are in your pocket, basically. So the key takeaway for number four being creating and following a budget is essentially put together a game plan and stick with it. I mean, that way there's something guiding you. You have a point of authority, which is going to be the playbook of the budget that you put together. So that's basically it for number four. And so the last recommendation I have is to use automatic deductions to your savings account. Each month, each week, maybe each day, something comes into your pocket by, you know, it could be a big cash out for your business. It could be you sold off some assets. It could be your grandmother gave you some money. Put aside a little bit of that income that was just brought in, put it to the side, 10, 15, 20%. It really doesn't matter. You decide how much you need to put to the side, but do it consistently. This uh, money you're going to put to the side for the savings account can be used to buy inventory, assets, or can be used as part of a rainy day fund or something that is more consistent with you know a, a greater picture or a bigger goal, such as like may- maybe even like a really cool vacation. I don't know. I think there's a lot of options here, and I think the idea of just putting money to the side consistently will get you there faster. That's going to wrap up today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you next time. The stupid disclaimer again. The Legal Pad podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only, does not offer legal advice, and does not take the place of consultation with an attorney or other professional with appropriate expertise and experience. Quotations from cases, pleadings, discovery, and other sources are for illustrative purposes only and are not suitable for use in any litigation in any particular case. The Legal Pad podcast and its affiliates disclaim any liability or responsibility for loss or damage resulting from the use of the content of its episodes, the information, ideas, or opinions presented. Obviously.